0: Hallelujah. Last, last Wednesday night I had the privilege of ministering along the lines of the woman with the issues of blood. And uh, we talked about uh, certain things that I can't possibly cover everything, but I just, I just want to tell you something that the Lord impressed on my heart. And that is, healing should be simple. It really should be simple. It should be commonplace in the life of the believer. In the book of Matthew, this is by way of introduction, chapter 15, verse 26 through 28. Jesus is speaking to this Syrophoenician woman. And uh, when they're having this discourse, um, he says to her, woman, healing is the children's bread. I like that. I like that because bread is a common day staple. Jesus chose that on purpose. How many of you know things in the Bible are not there by accident? He chose that on purpose. You see, bread is delicious. How many of you like nice, hot... There we go, talking about food again. How many of you like sourdough bread? It comes out of the... Oh, Lord, I'm getting... Huh? Okay, just hang on a second. However. But bread is a staple that is readily available. If I were to ask you, in fact, I'll ask you, how many people have, how many of us have bread in our homes? All right. See, bread is common. It's, it's an everyday staple. Is that right? However, for many of us, we've treated healing like if it was caviar or lobster tail, and in the first service, I had a little bit of a challenge because I said, how, "Now come on, people, how many of you have lobster in your freezer and have, have caviar?" And I had one person raise their hand, and uh, that was cheating. That's a chef. He's a he's a professional chef, and that's why he's got for a restaurant. You understand? <laughs> I've got lobster and everything. Like that right? That was cheating, wasn't it, Daryl? That yeah. was not right. He should have just. <laughs> Well, he's not here now, praise the Lord. I don't think he's here. He was playing in the band here a moment ago. (laughs) But healing is supposed to be common. It's easy. I mean, it should be as it's the children's bread. I mean, you don't have to be some major chef to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or make toast. Is that right? Am I preaching all right right now? But if you've you got to be a chef to cook some of these other delicacy foods. But healing is, was never meant to be a luxury rarity in the life of a Christian or in the kingdom of God. It was meant to be something that happens every day. You just kind of, oh, can, pass the bread. Sure, here's a piece of bread. Everybody with us on that. And so the simplicity of divine healing and miracles, as we studied Wednesday night, began... With hearing, just we're just if somebody turn your name and say, let's keep it real simple, real 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 simple. The simplicity of divine healing begins with hearing, and we can we can't mention everything about that. What we mentioned that night because it was it was pretty good, huh, Pastor Nancy? It was really good. But let's let's read the account. We're going to look to. An account in scripture, here's our text, Mark chapter 5 in verse 25 through 34, the woman with the issue of blood. Are you ready to read a little something with me? Believe God to receive something. Did we already pray? Lord, I pray that you'd open the ears in Jesus' name and give us utterance. And I thank you for every friend that's on their journey to healing and miracles in Jesus' name. I pray each one would receive what you have for them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice what it says in Verse 25 of Mark 5. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years had suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, everybody say heard. She came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of that plague. And so the first step toward her miracle was that she heard. But I'm going to just touch just a couple of things about that. What exactly did she hear? See, if you're not careful, you could miss some things. But this morning, we're just going to take a few minutes. I don't know, 35, 40 minutes. And God's going to touch us about what's going on here about healing. To make it quite simple for us. Amen. To bring it to to a simple thing. This is what she was hearing. In Matthew chapter 14, 35 and 36. Check out what it is that she was hearing. Verse 35. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, him being Jesus, they sent out into all the country round about and brought him all that were diseased and besought him that that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Did you catch that? She heard about this. She heard that there were multitudes that would come to this man, Jesus. And if they could just get to the guy and just touch his clothes, that they were made perfectly whole. Would you go with me, please, to Luke chapter 6? This is what she's hearing. Luke 6, 17 through 19. And when he came down with them and stood in the plain, the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people. And by the way, how do you define a great multitude of people? Somebody said a lot of people, a little help from the, come on class, help me out a little bit. How do you describe a lot of great multitude? I mean, there's a multitude. What's a multitude? What's a great multitude? A thousands, maybe tens of thousands. Maybe, maybe I'd say multiplied tens of thousands. I know what a multitude, the biggest multitude I was ever involved with was when I was at the playoff game where Miguel Tejada, Ace, hit this game winning hit, and everybody was in a roar. Then I grabbed my phone, let's run out of here. Of course, we're heading for the platform, uh, the BART platform, try to beat the rush. Are you kidding me? We, that whole thing, like everybody in the whole Coliseum, seems to be going this way, and then that little BART thing is only like what six eight across like this and then there's that dude playing saxophone like you're crazy and then here's your people to people like this and you're you're kind of like this you can hardly move like man people were touching me in ways and i felt so uncomfortable i felt like literally like a sardine like just keep moving honey are you there You're, you're afraid for your loved ones are you still with us yeah i'm still here hang on hey grab something that's a throng friends that's a great multitude yeah yeah and so that was a great multitude. And I want, I want, I just want to show you what, what was going on. This is what the woman heard. Are y'all with me? This is what she heard. Okay. And a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sin, So lots of cities came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And verse 18, And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, they were healed. And verse 19, And the whole multitude sought to do what? Touch Touch him. For there did what? For there went virtue out of him and healed them, some of them. All. 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 Now this is amazing. This is what this woman is hearing. Right? So when she heard that, Something happened in her life, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We already know that proper hearing, to review just a little bit of what we talked about Wednesday night. Did you know that Jesus would not have said, Let everyone that has ears to hear, let him hear? He would not have said that unless he knew that people that hear don't necessarily hear. Can I, can I say that again? People that hear don't really hear or necessarily hear. So there's a challenge to us as believers to really listen properly. Proper hearing is crucial to our, the healing process. And to this I say on July 15th, I say we're in the middle of summer revival here. We're, we're, we're in the center of the month, and every service they're talking about healing. And if that woman was hearing, and, and was had her ears on, right? Shouldn't we also do the same? Shouldn't you take every opportunity to hear? Because it's the first step in the simplicity of receiving healing. Absolutely the truth. So, because not everybody that hears really hears... I just thought I'd pull just a couple things from Wednesday night and that was you got to to listen it means that you need to to hear something with thoughtful attention and give consideration you got to take it and then you got to weigh it and really it takes work to really hear to really listen you got to be alert to catch something alert to catch a sound it takes real work try that with husbands and wives you know are you listening to me the football games going on and, and you're trying to have a conversation. Honey, are you hearing me? Oh, yeah, honey. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Or how about talking to your kids that have an iPod in their head and they're playing music. Yeah. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying? You know, and, 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 and you're not quite sure if they're really hearing what you're saying. And just because they're going, mm mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm, Or... Church, just because you're saying amen at the right time. Because, you, you know, you could have the right little flow going on. And you could say amen at the right time, but you're not really listening. I'm just saying. You have to be alert to catch something. And then there's people that have lazy listening. You know, it, you know I, I was talking about how some Christians have spiritual ADD. <laughs> They're just attention deficit. Somebody gets up to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, I wonder what they're doing. They're going to the bathroom. Hello. Would you please focus on the word? A little baby cried in the back. Ah, I wonder what's going on back there. A baby's crying. Hello. Focus on the word. Because hearing is the first step to your healing. And throughout Scripture, you see how even I read it in Luke 17, that people came to hear and be healed. But that's not my message tonight. That's the message Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, there's selective listening. Like, I'll listen to this, but I won't listen to that. Well, what do you mean? In so much as you are not really receiving and really meditating and weighing what's being said, you really aren't listening. So, you know, so-and-so, you know, living together and stuff like, well, I'm not whatever praise the lord whatever that's not me oh and be blessed in financial prosperity oh yeah oh hallelujah hallelujah you know and you know and then over here you know stop gossiping and that oh well whatever you know and then something else you know the, the lord wants to promote you oh yeah hallelujah and people want all the goodies hello yeah, that's right. but they're not really listening to what the spirit of god is saying selective listening in that case they fall under the same category as the people. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, where the word preached... because Remember, just because you're hearing don't mean that you're hearing. It says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4... It says, for unto them was the for for two, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as to them, but the word preached basically to them did not profit them, because they didn't mix faith with it. Another translation, the good the the God's word translation is they didn't believe it as it was coming down the pipe. Or how about this? They weren't really listening. They were sitting there, but they weren't really listening to it. But you know, there's 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 a different breed of people. That when God's talking, they really are listening. And they really take it and weigh it in their heart. And they, are, they, they roll it over in their spirit. And they do what this woman did. They really, like Mary, took it into the womb of their spirit. And you think about it. You really, really hold it. And you, you really work it. You work with it. It takes work to listen. Husbands and wives, you know that's right. It takes work to talk to each other and work out issues. Laughter Anyway, but let's, let's keep it simple. Are you ready to get into today's message? The key focus today is what happens after you have really heard. I mean, I'm going to assume that everybody is going to understand you've got to really hear before whatever comes next. You've got to really hear. And uh, today's title is really fun. It says, Become a Real Live Action Hero. Do the word. Just do the word. Let's talk about that right here. Become an action hero. I want you to notice in Mark 5. Go back there. Would you look there with me, please? In Mark 5, verse 27 and 28. And when she heard of Jesus, it says that she came in the press behind and touched his garment. In verse 28, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. I want to note something for you. This is not listed sequentially in the right order. I mean, it's, it's truly stated, but the sequential order is that she heard, she said, and then she went and did, did something. Now, let's, so, so, so let's say this together. She heard, she said, and she did. Now, it takes a real live action hero... To obtain promises, and I'm using those little terms. Why am I saying action hero? Because I think if I use other verbiage from the Bible, like we've been used to hearing, it'll just go right over your head. But you know, you got to understand what a, a a hero is. A hero is a person that we admire for doing something very, very courageous. I mean, way above and beyond the norm. They just... They, they, there, are, there are something that, that's dangerous or risky, and they go in like like the fireman that went in and saved the little child on the third story. Bernie, come on, help me, somebody. We we could say that they were a hero. Is that right? Because they actually went in and did something. All right. So let's look at this as, as we go through this. Oh, I think I'm going to skip that. I think I'm going to skip that. There were, there were many issues, many... Healings in scripture, Um, you know, some say 10, others say 12, uh, that are documented where the person's heroic act of faith was cited as the reason for their personal testimony i'm not saying that jesus only healed 19 people i'm not saying that i'm saying that there seem to be 19 accounts personal accounts where you knew who the person was what their condition was what led to it and what the process was that they went to through one of which is the woman with the issue of blood one of which, okay? And in, in in most of those, some say ten, some say twelve, I guess I have I'm not quite that scholar yet to really count was that really one of them or not. But a whole lot of them Jesus cited their heroic act of faith. Yeah. And so, let's look at this today. Are you with me? Somebody shout. Yeah. I mean I could I could name them to you, but geez, that takes time. You know, the nobleman's son in John four, Jesus uh, and, and, and the man believed the word and he went his way of course the nobleman's son was healed the paralytic came, was let down through the roof of course Jesus, Jesus said thy sins be forgiven thee and he says when he saw their faith so faith can be seen I'm getting a little ahead of myself because faith is an act it's not faith till you do something just, just, just hang on to that for me just work with me on this Jairus' daughter when Jesus heard it in Luke in Luke eight fifty, when Jairus heard it, he answered him and said, "Believe only, and she shall be made whole." So he referenced a heroic act on the part of the father to stay the course and not quit. We, are, you know, faith people are of the camp that don't just give up like that. We don't. We don't give up just like that. We hang on. We press through. Is that right? That's the spirit of faith. Now, I'm not trying to say something about us, us. No, we have a faithful God. And I am not about to let go of a promise that's going to pull me through. Just because somebody, some turkey on the sideline doesn't want to be a hero like I want to believe God. The Syrophoenician woman, now she was a hero. You know, you're not, she's not even in that dispensation. You're not even supposed to get this. And yet and yet she kept sticking it out in arguing with Jesus and making her case, pleading her case, Matthew 15, 27 and 28. And Jesus answered her and said, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto you. Great is your heroic act of coming here and not giving up and say, not taking no for an answer. Look at the demoniac son. Jesus said, if thou canst believe all things are possible, that him that believe, that was in Mark 9, verse 23 and 24. And of course, uh, The the father cried out and he said with tears, Lord, I what? I believe. I believe. And what that means is that he received, he received wholeheartedly the instruction and the word of God. And he was ready to step out and do something heroic to get his son healed. Hello. Of course, there were the 10 lepers in Luke 17, 15 through 19. And I'm just going to cite 19. He said to the leper and he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy heroic act of faith has made you whole. And it goes on and on. Blind Bartimaeus. And let's get to what we're talking about today. The woman with the issue of blood. He said to her in Mark 5:34, You could read it with me. And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith or thy heroic act... If faith is an act, thy heroic act has made thee whole. Go in peace. Be whole of thy plague. I just want to point something out to you. Yes, we're not the healer. Jesus is, is that right? we he's the anointed one. Is that right? But he if he cited a heroic act or faith in every instance. That's what he wanted to emphasize, or it wouldn't have been mentioned so much. And all the other times that there were healings, faith could be inferred, or a heroic act of some kind, a courageous act on the part of someone was cited or inferred. And I want to note at this time that he didn't say in that account, he didn't say, daughter, my hem hath made you whole. The hem of my garment hath made you whole. Is that what he said? No, that's not what he said. Did he say, woman... My anointing has made you whole. Is that what he said? Was he the anointed one? Was he anointed with the Holy Ghost and power? Did he go about doing good and healing all, healing all, healing all that were oppressed of the devil? Yes. And yet he did not point to his anointing. He say, woman, um, I'll tell you, the fact that you touched, you know, uh, just anybody, because there was contact with me that you were healed no you know friends it wasn't just any touch because you know I remember that I remember that horrible day after Miguel Tejada hit that game winning hit and we're in the little thing like this I was being touched by everybody and Jesus was being touched by everybody but just because you're touching doesn't mean that you are doing a heroic act of faith there's something about this woman that was different today we're going to see what that is We've established that she heard about Jesus. She welcomed it and received it. We've established that there seems to be more steps involved. The Bible, don't get religious on me, but the Bible clearly says that faith without works is dead. Or how about, can I say it this way, just to, just to blast us out of complacency. Faith without a heroic act of faith is dead. Hearing is not enough. I said hearing is not enough. It's only the first step. And there's just a couple steps, friend. So, let's let's see the first act that she did. The first heroic act of faith that happened. First of all, you find it in the verse 28 of that scripture. And if she did this, I know you could do this. I know I can do this. And if I look back on every time I've had a major victory, you're looking at a man that has fought a lot of battles and won a lot of victories. Hello. You certainly don't want to be listening to a man this morning that has had a lot of defeats. Hello? You did not come to listen to a loser. Hello? After she heard and received, the very next thing, the act of faith she did is that she said, for she said within herself, Let's look at this a little bit. Mark 5.28 For she said, If I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She put herself in the picture. She heard that a bunch of other people. But now she put herself in the equation. Now if I could, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I could be whole. Look at this. In Mark 5.28 in the Good News Translation. Saying to herself, verse 27, saying to herself, if I could just touch his clothes, I will, be, I will get well. I wonder what your self-talk is. Just a thought. You could be hearing and hearing and hearing all you want. But if your talk is not right, you've violated the next thing. It's so simple. It is so simple. But if your self-talk is wrong... You know, I I know I have this condition. I've been with this condition for many years. So what? She had the condition for many years. I've suffered a lot. So what? Join the club. We've all suffered. She spent all that she had, but rather grew didn't grow better, but rather grew us. Join the club. A lot of us have spent a lot of money on whatever is sick. Hello. But when she heard of Jesus. All right. Man, I, I don't know. Was that a little too hard? I'll try to be nice. It wasn't too hard? Was that too hard? This side, was that too hard? No. This side, was that too hard? Okay, just checking. Just checking. What are you saying to yourself? Because this is what she said in Mark five twenty-eight in the Amplified Bible. For she kept saying, she kept saying, if i only touch his garments if i can only touch his garments you could see her just working herself up for this if i could just touch his garment if i could just touch his gar- and and you don't know this yet but we're going to get there there's something that was going on on the inside of her that she had to encourage herself that she could do this. I could do this. I know I can do this. If I could just touch him. But if you miss it, in verse 27 and 28, there's a world of revelation in there that we haven't seen just yet. But when you before you leave today, you're going to see it and you're going to put your chest out and say, I can do this. If that woman could do it, bless God, I can do this. Amen. She kept saying it. And then came the second act. I like what Keith Moore, I wanted to say this, what what Brother Keith Moore just so blessed me as I was listening to some of his teaching. He said, Friends, saying is the first and primary action of faith. Did you hear that? Saying is the first and primary action of saying. So, let me see if I could get this... uh, uh, Mark Hankins said this if your faith isn't talking, it isn't working. Amen. Faith always has a voice. Are you with me? So we're talking, we're still talking about what she said within herself. This is real easy today, you know. Wednesday night, she heard. Today we're talking about saying and something else. But if your faith isn't talking, it isn't working. So, back to that. What are you saying? Let's go to another thing Mark Hange said. If your faith, your faith must move your mouth before it can move your mountains. Is that, is, that too, is that too easy? Is that insulting for the theologians or something? It says your faith has to move your mouth before it can move your mountain. For she said to herself, If I could just touch, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Okay, now we get to the next... How many you having a good time so far? Now we go to stage two. See, for the, the action of faith, the action of faith has two stages to it. This is the first stage, but now, then you really escalate it at this next level. After you hear... After you say, well, hearing is the first thing, but really saying is the action, number one. And then here's the next one, doing. This is where every one of us have got to become an action hero. You've heard enough word, and you're going to continue hearing word. But there has to be something on the inside of you that connects. When you understand that there is a call for heroes in the land today. How many how you like superheroes? It's alright. I appreciate that. I'll tell you what. I don't know about you, but I went to see the Avengers and I like it. I like heroes. In fact, I think the human spirit likes heroes. We like people that stepped out and did something courageous even if they did it scared. Hello! Hebrews chapter 11 is full of heroes. We call them many times the heroes of... They did amazing things against incredible odds. They were heroes. Now, we're not trying to elevate... We're not trying to elevate that and say that we're gods. No, that's not what we're saying here. But if Jesus put an emphasis on heroic acts and said, that's the primary emphasis that I want to put a focus on. Evidently, that's a weak point in this whole chain. I got the power, I got the anointing, my ham is here and everything, but you got to have some heroic action here. So he emphasized that. Is that all right today? Now, I want to talk to you about what she did she became an action hero faith faith without works is, help me is dead Creflo Dollar said this oh, Smith Wigglesworth said this faith is an act Creflo Dollar said this faith must have action to back it up you have to become an action hero turn to your neighbor and say become an action hero to, to, to back it up and make it effective faith is not really faith without corresponding actions you must act and become a, 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 an action hero on the word of God that you believe hallelujah so you know if you stopped at hearing that ain't good enough and if you stopped at saying you're doing alright but you need to take it to the next level somebody say take it to the next level that's what I'm talking about James 2.20 James 2.20 but wilt thou know O vain man that faith without faith action hero works is what? inoperative that's right hallelujah now we're getting to some things check this out with me I want to show you just how heroic this woman's action was are you ready with me to go with me Let let me do a little reading. You really got to put your ears on because this is a little bit technical or, you know, academic. But you can handle it. Say, I can handle it. you got the mind of Christ. The Bible says that she had an issue of blood. This means that she is hemorrhaging from some place in her body. And whatever the source of her bleeding was, it was a condition that literally ruined her life. Under the law, Leviticus 15, 19, and 27 through 20, 25 through 27, this woman was to be considered unclean. Anything or anyone that she touched was also considered unclean. As a result, she could not mingle in public lest she cause them to be defiled. She could not go to the women's court of the temple because she was unclean. She could not be married because she would defile her husband. And if she had ever been married, her husband would have been forced to divorce her. She could not work around others because of the danger of defilement. This reduced her life or reduced her to a life of begging scraps of food from a distance. Her condition left her on the fringes of society. Now check this. She had been plagued with this condition for 12 years, given the lifespan of an average person that day. Her condition had probably begun just after puberty. Therefore, for most or all of her adult life, she had been in this sad shape. Now let's talk about heroism here. Why was she trembling and nervous about being found out? I mean, when Jesus said, who touched me? And all of a sudden an inquiry happened and people are starting to point fingers and say, who did it? Who did it? And why did she get so nervous? This is why. She demonstrated great courage by approaching Jesus in that crowd. As she elbowed her way through the people, she was causing ceremonial defilement for everyone she touched. She was taking a great risk for if she had been recognized... She would have been subjected to public humiliation and ridicule and possible retribution. A crowd like that, and you know this is true, this happened all the time in the Bible. A crowd like that might have gotten worked up and stoned her to death. You know that's the truth. Every How many times do you thought, so they didn't like what they said? Hey, let's take him outside of town and stone him. Hey, let's take him outside of town. I mean, ask the Apostle Paul. Hey, let's take him outside of town and stone him. So, but for her, it was a risk worth taking. She knew that what Jesus would do for her if she could just get to him. Or she believed what Jesus could do if she could just get to him. And again, she, these were her actions. She said, if I could just get to him and touch his clothes. That's the saying. Here's the part. Then she went to a public place against Jewish law. Knowing that at any moment, if she was recognized, she could be stoned. Did that take courage? Somebody help me. Was she was she does she qualify for being a hero? Yes, she does. She was doing something heroic. Then and then and then the last thing she did is that she touched the hem of his garment. Couple things. The significance about the garment. What is so significant about the hem of Jesus garment? At first reading, it seems odd, an odd practice. However, once we understand the significance of the hem of one's garment, these passages will have much more meaning. The word translated hem is actually referring to the fringes or the tassels. And it's some Jewish word. I can't... I can't see. something in Hebrew. Required to be on the four corners of all the clothing of Jewish men in accordance with God's instruction. Listen. The, in ancient Israel, men wore four cornered outer tunics with these tassels or the tzitziyat. Tied to the four corners, this outer garment became known as the talit. Thank God, something I can pronounce. Somebody said, praise God. (laughs) Lord help the Puerto Rican. The talit, I can say that. Talite. And eventually evolved into a more formal prayer shawl. But why tassels? These tassels were to remind each Jewish man of his responsibility. Check it out. It was to remind the Jewish man of his responsibility to fulfill God's commands. In fact, these tansels were tied into 613 knots to constantly remind them of the 613 laws of Moses, of which there were 365 prohibitions, in other words, the thou shalt nots, and 248 affirmations of the thou shalts and do this everybody with us so far please tell me I didn't lose you alright we're coming out of the woods everybody just relax on that one this woman check it out this woman was reaching out to touch the word of God and all the promises associated with the word placing a demand and a reminder that you have to fulfill this hello somebody you've got to fulfill this now, let's talk about this thing about touching. You see, the word for touching here is not a little casual swipe or a. The word for touching here means to cling to or to adhere to. In other words, she held on to Jesus or that tassel or that word until she got what she came after. Then immediately she received what none of the doctors or their costly and painful remedies could give her. She experienced healing. Instantly she felt the change in her body. She knew things would be different from there out. So she didn't merely make a touch. Really, you have to go a little deeper than that. She grabbed it. Well, come on, how could you grab her garment like that and not know what happened? Come on. Hey, let's go back to the, do we really have to go back to the platform after the A's game? You're all doing like this, okay? You're all doing like this. I, I wish I had an example here. And you go like this. It is so easy to come over here, over to Daryl right here, and to just kind of go, oh, and I'm grabbing on. See, I'm really hanging on to that Usher badge. I'm really... But see, he there's so many people pressing all over Daryl. They're pressing on him. He don't know what I'm doing. This is still hidden. Isn't that right? But see, Jesus said, virtue. He says, who touched me? Yeah. He said, what do you mean who touched you? You see, everybody. What do you mean everybody's touching you? What are you talking about? And Jesus said, for there came out of me virtue. We're going back to listening. Didn't Jesus say, take heed how and what you hear for the amount of thought and study that you give what you are hearing? is the amount of virtue that will be measured back to you. Jesus said, virtue just happened. I'm telling you, virtue just happened. I don't care what you say. They're saying, everybody's crying. No, 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 no. Somebody touched me because virtue just flowed. Evidently, this woman had given thought and study and consideration to what she heard. And the amount of thought and the amount that she embraced it in the womb of her spirit through her really hearing, is what empowered her as she spoke to herself, I can do this. I can do this. I could break the law. I can risk my life. i got to do this. I am not going to be like this the rest of my life. I refuse to be like this. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the doctor says. I am not, I don't care what the IRS says. (laughs) I'm not going to be poor. I'm not poor anymore. I will, I'm not going to do it. Sometimes you got to get mad. She made up her mind and hanging on to that word. She had given enough, enough thought and study to it to where something started going on on the inside of her. Right? Right? And when she actually hung on to the word or made the contact, that was just a simply a point of contact. People are so superstitious these days. I can't believe it. You know, they like they say like, oh, this is the holy water. Is that the holy water? that? You, oh, let me buy some of that holy water. Friends, it's, we're talking about faith in Christ. A heroic act that trusts God enough to do what he tells you to do. And you do it. You say it and you do it. The power or the release of your healing is not in the fact that there was holy water, sand from the from the dead sea, a holy carpet that you kneel on. I literally got a little carpet in the mail one day. It says, this is a holy carpet. Send me a $1,000, by the way. But just put this little carpet, little paper carpet, and this is holy. If you kneel on this little paper carpet, amazing things, you'll be blessed. Are you kidding me right now? And by the way, if you throw this carpet away, there will be a curse on you. <laughs> and you know what I say to that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, but when she heard the word, she must have meditated on it and virtue was measured back to her. Now I'm gonna say a couple things in closing. How many are you being blessed so far? I want to cite Mark Hankins. When we're talking about, if you're, if you're going to become a real action hero, and that's really what we're talking about. Faith isn't faith until it's an act. And God wants you to act so bad. He's waiting for you to act. What are you waiting for? Mark Hankins said this, Faith ain't pretty. That didn't register very good. I thought, faith ain't pretty. In other words, that, those guys, they went to get that paralytic and they dug the roof. That is not pretty. I mean, dude, 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 you're getting she rock on my hairdo. <laughs> and as Reverend Keith Hershey so aptly put it last week, he said like, for real, get, get an usher. This is messing up my meeting. It's like, like dude, dude, what, what the heck is get the ushers up there and find out what's going on up there that's got to be some big bird <laughs> and then they realize what the score really is and they start letting the guy down like uh, can you imagine how, ups- how disruptive that must be like bro that's messing with my unction here <laughs> that was not pretty how about blind Bartimaeus on the side of the road that was not pretty, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. They're like, dude, that is like not now. Shush, shush dude. And then his second act of faith, he got even louder still, dude, Lord, son David, have mercy on me. His faith was not pretty. You got faith is sometimes is is messy. And listen, you just got to be ready to be a real action hero whenever the Lord calls on you to do it. Hallelujah. Whatever is demanded, I want to. I want to read something else. This was this was really fun. By uh, uh, brother uh, br- brother uh, uh, Hankins said some really interesting things about you know some people some people are too uh, self conscious to get uh, ugly for Jesus. You know faith is is messy sometimes it's messy like you know you cast the devil out somebody might scream ah so what let him ah that kid's gonna be free in Jesus name. <laughs> Ah, ah. it's alright nobody be nervous don't get nervous in the service somebody's fixing to get free hallelujah they're a real action hero you can't be surprised that some devil's coming out somebody foaming oh don't worry about it it's just the devil when it's all over we're going to go eat a hamburger hallelujah faith ain't pretty so some people would have great faith They would be great action heroes, but they're too self-conscious to get ugly for Jesus. Some people are self-conscious. Some people are people-conscious. Some people are unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) But faith people are (laughs) God-conscious. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo. I want to just share a couple of close how many give me a couple of minutes to give you a couple of closing thoughts. I debated what to call this message, and I really wanted to call it this. Because something I don't know why she is remembered as the woman with the issue of blood when in fact she became the woman with the issue of faith. Let me explain what I mean. The word issue, I thought every time I thought about the woman with the issue of blood. I always thought issue was, you know, a, a problem. Like, that person has issues. <laughs> that person's got problems. <laughs> They've got an issue. What, what a contention between two parties. <laughs> but in this case, I thought it was a woman that had a problem. But, you know, in the Jewish... In the, in, 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 in the actual translation, what it means is that there's an outflowing. That's the definition, is that, the, that there's a discharge. There's an unhealthy discharge coming out of her body. And I want you to know something. That's not the only meaning for, for issue. There's another meaning for issue, which is to circulate. For instance, you know, uh, when they came out with a new a new silver dollar, they're issuing a new silver dollar, an official issue. You know, like, dude, is that a real military 1934 military issue Jeep? Yeah. <laughs> Something that's official that you issue it. Or how about this? Uh, many times, uh, uh, you, you will issue uh, uh, a city council will issue the neighborhood a certain form to let all the residents know that there's new construction or there's something going on you know in their in their uh, that's being uh, proposed in their in their neighborhood. And so it's like an official document that's being circulated, okay? So she went to a woman with the issue of blood and a discharge that totally ruined her life, somebody say ruined, ruined. to a heroic person that came over here and she became a woman with an issue Of faith, where she began to circulate. And today we're talking about her. We're talking about this heroic woman who fought amazing odds. Hello. And did something that risked her life. And here we are being inspired by her. She's issuing, if you will, a dimension of faith to our life today because we're, I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged that the next time somebody says, Oh, you can't do that. I says, Oh, I don't know about that. I'm going to do the word. So, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to do the word. Do the word. <laughs> Even in word churches, there are enough people hearing the word. It's time that you became uh, a real live action hero. Dad, you need to become a real live action hero and start doing the word. Do something what the word tells you to do. Do a heroic act. Praise God. Moms, be a hero. Be a hero. Do a heroic act. Say within yourself, if I could just but pray for my sons or my daughters, you know, praise God. Uh, those of you that have unsaved loved ones, and thou shalt be saved in thy house, is start taking that and meditate on that, and then say it, and, and then look for the opportunity. When that, God says, Now! Do something now! and You get up and do it. And He says, But bro, should, maybe we shouldn't talk about that now. That would be uncomfortable. Faith ain't pretty. That's right. <laughs> say it with me. Faith ain't pretty. Faith ain't pretty. Friends, next week, uh, well, tonight, uh, we have another message on Healing brother Hing will be ministering. Are you here this morning? I don't. I don't know if I see him. Uh, t- uh, uh, next uh, Wednesday night, Pastor Nancy will be ministering. Sunday morning, Ricky Edwards, uh, Reverend Ricky Edwards, will be here ministering. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, along the line here. And I'm just t- I'm telling you, I'm not telling you put your eyes on people, but you better put your expectors on, put your expectors on, and be ready to be a faith action hero. You're not, you know, your victory doesn't just affect you. That's right. Your victory affects your family. It affects your church. It affects your neighborhood. And as those victories roll in, continue acting like a real faith hero because that's what we need today. We don't need no sissies, we need people that will actually do it. She became from the woman with the issue of blood. To a woman that issued faith. Come on. Did that bless you today? Come on. Let's praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.